Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. Why it matters on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's the Breakfast Huddle. Elliot Danka, Barrett Jack Dish, and Ryan Huang with you. Can you be number one in shopping? I would say Singapore can. But apparently, the retailers haven't quite done that well in a particular ranking. Yes, uh, this is Deloitte's latest Global Powers of Retailing 2022 report. The top 250 global retailers aggregated revenue of 5.11 trillion US dollars in fiscal year 2020. That's uh, fiscal years ending within the 12 months from the 1st of July to the 30th of June, uh, representing composite growth of 5.2%. Well, this report actually identifies the 250 largest retailers around the world and it's based on publicly available data and analysis of their performance across geographies. We're also talking about this in terms of many product sectors. It also looks at the 50 fastest growing retailers, highlighting new entrants to the top 250 and provides a global economic outlook. Which brings us to the six Southeast Asian retailers that made it to the top 250 ranking. Singapore is not on that list. We'll find out more from Phua Wei Ming, consumer industry leader for Deloitte Southeast Asia. Good morning. How are you? Hi, good morning. Let's talk a little bit about the Global Powers of Retailing 2022 report. Could you tell us a little bit more about what it's about and what's the methodology behind uh, putting this report together? Yeah, sure. So the Deloitte Power, uh, Global Powers of Retailing reviews the global economic scenario um, and its impact on the retailing industry. So what we did is basically to identify the 250 largest uh, retailers across the world, analyze their performance across the different geographies and the product sectors. Um, and as we all know, right, in the past year, retailers, they have faced uh, some strong economic headwinds uh, against the resurging Omicron variants. So we look at some of the key trends um, and how retailers are adapting to this uh, new norm. And this year's report also offers an assessment of how the retailers are doing in terms of their sustainability efforts. So talk to us about those key trends, first of all, that you found. Sure, yeah. I think despite the many challenges that retailers faced in the last year, uh, it's quite surprising that the top 250 retailers globally, they have actually managed to outpace the previous year's growth. So we are looking at the number of like 5.2% revenue growth in the last year compared to about 4.4% uh, previously. Um, and in fact, the, the top 10 retailers globally, right? So the likes of Amazon, uh, Target, uh, Home Depot, they have actually experienced double-digit growth uh, versus the previous year. And we are looking at numbers uh, in the range of like 35% for Amazon, uh, in the range of 20% for Target Home, home Depot, right? Mm. A large part of this growth drivers coming from the online purchase, uh, increasing the online purchase, and with consumers still uh, opting to shop from home because of the pandemic, right? We also see the demand for home improvement products going up uh, during the pandemic. So people like me, and, and maybe for you as well, right? We have upgraded our home office you know, I've also done some upgrades in my kitchen to impress my kids, right, with, with my cooking. When it comes to Asia, uh, closer to home, 
we actually saw a Chinese company, right, JD.com, entering the top 10 retailers globally for the first time. So you'd be surprised that they have about uh, 470 million customers who shop online, rank number nine right now in terms of the, the top 250 list, about 95 billion in terms of revenue, and, and that's about 30% growth in the previous year, right? Mm. Then we have South Korean uh, e-com retailer, Coupang, right? Coupang was the fastest uh, growing retailer in the top 250 at about 90% growth. Mm. So you're impressing your kids in the kitchen. I took that away. <laughs> what's, uh, what's your specialty, my friend? Roast my beef? My specialty is, uh, well, it's, it's, it's actually doing steak, right? All um, right. Yeah. Like a real man. I like that. Hey, um, I'm curious. You mentioned South Korea in, in, in these markets, uh, you know, with regard to the region, right? Do you mm. see a correlation um, when it comes to the, the, the so-called ecosystem, the so-called infrastructure that they already have, that culture of shopping online versus, I don't know, like Singapore. Yes, we shop online, but uh, we still, because it's so convenient to go to a mall, right? So, you know, it's still a bit 50-50. Do you see a relationship there as to who managed to make top of the list? Yeah, I think, you know, we see a large correlations uh, in terms of those who are able to shift faster the whole online commerce space. Right. So, you know, South Korea, for example, they are very advanced in this, uh, this, this whole e-commerce mm. uh, arena, right? So, and, and, and as we all know that, um, you know, COVID-19 has really accelerated the growth, right? Uh, what we call the stay-at-home uh, digital economy, right? So we have seen obvious spike uh, in terms of consumption at home during COVID-19, uh, food delivery, you know, we spoke about home cooking, mm. uh, online shopping, and, and I'm sure we have been watching more Netflix, right? The whole yeah. digital mm. entertainment, yeah. So I, I think businesses, they have also capitalized on this shift in terms of the purchasing habits of the, the uh, consumers. So for instance, we see upticks in terms of uh, meal kit delivery, right? Uh, Ready-to-cook type of meals. Ah. Uh, and even, um, you know, in, in some of the supermarkets, the, you know, grab and go type of uh, ready to eat uh, delicatessen type of food. Um, and surprisingly, we have also seen that uh, it has accelerated people coming together, right, in smaller groups in a home setting, uh, be it physically and, and virtually as well, you know, for family, social activities, right? So, I guess the consumers having enjoyed this convenience and um, accustomed to a, a safe way of conducting these activities, this, this will potentially stick for, for some time. Right. And of course, uh, we should be expecting changes along those lines as well, yeah, as things unfold on the pandemic front. But let's get to the point here. We are talking about the top retailers. We mentioned earlier that among these people in the list, there are no Singaporean retailers. What's the problem here? Well, actually, for the top, the top 250 retailers, um, the range of revenue is uh, at the minimum of uh, 4 billion, right? So ah. Singapore has the likes of NTUC, uh, FairPrice, for example, they are at about 2.5 billion. Uh, I would hope that it will go up uh, into that top 250 list uh, very soon. Uh, but I guess, you know, when we look at a market like Singapore, for example, it's still very small compared to the U.S., compared to China, right? Mm. 
All right, uh, let's talk a little bit about retail industry performance last year. The top 250 retailers outpaced the previous year's revenue growth. Let's bear in mind that uh, last year there was a lot of talk about coming out of COVID-19. There was vaccination. There was hope that we can go back to normal. Yeah, I think last year, obviously, uh, is a difficult time for the retailers. But coming to the new year in mm. 2022... I think there'll be a you know few key uh, trends that will emerge, right? Sure. Uh, particularly um, around uh, retailers trying to find more innovative ways to um, you know have a more interconnected sort of a customer consumer experience. Right. And uh, I think what I mean by that is that they are trying to enhance the physical and the uh, the, the digital store as well to provide more convenience to provide uh, a safer ways for the uh, cons- consumers to shop. Uh, in fact, uh, the 20, 30 percent uh, sort of, uh, growth that we have seen, and that, that comes from you know, uh, um, retailers trying to extend their capabilities to things like you know, the whole buying online and pick up in store, or commonly what, what we call as uh, BOPIS, right? or BOPIS type of uh, offerings. And very importantly, I think consumers now, they expect uh, fast delivery, right, for this type of online purchasing. So retailers, I think, has, they have to uh, basically upgrade their fulfilling options. Uh, and in the U.S., it's very common to see things like curbside uh, pickup or, you know, drive up. It's basically about allocating uh, car park slots, right, for consumers to park and then pick up the, the shopping that they have purchased online. And particularly when it comes to the fresh products, right, you rather collect it, you know, on the same day rather than waiting for a few days for, true. for delivery, right? Yeah, true, yeah. true. Consumer engagement has also become increasingly important, hasn't it? We're seeing a lot of companies engage in social selling, for instance. What sorts of uh, trends are you observe, observing in this arena? What exactly do retailers have to do in order to continue to stay top of mind? Yeah, I think there are two things. Uh, one is the whole innovation around digital, right? And the second would be in terms of uh, sustainability. I think these are two um, exciting bright spots that retailers should focus on. So when we when we talk about sustainability, I think despite the the economic uh, churn, uh, retailers are actually ramping up the efforts right to meet um, marketplace demand or more sustainable practices and products as well. And it's largely driven by the the shift in terms of consumer behavior changes. Uh, There's increased in terms of the government regulations towards uh, more sustainability effort and the whole pressure from investors as well, right? So um, we, we, we think that, you know, one of the biggest drivers behind this is what we call the emergence of the, the responsible consumer, Right. So consumers, particularly those in the millenniums uh, with Gen Zs, they are showing a very strong interest in sustainability. And they do expect the same, you know, in, from companies that they interact with, um, you know, the same type of values, right? Um, and in, in fact, uh, in our consumer tracker uh, that we did last year, 55% of um, the consumers actually purchased uh, sustainable products and 32% of them said that they are willing to pay significantly more, right, for this type of products. So that's uh, the whole uh, team around sustainability. When we talk about uh, innovation in digital, it's, it's really, you know, around how they adapt going forward in the new norm. 
and and there are various reasons for that, right? Because many businesses they have actually lost their uh, core offline customer pool. Right? I was uh, with one of my clients in Indonesia, and they told me that they have lost about fifty percent of their their uh, customers because they have shifted to either uh, a lower value or lower price type of uh, products because of the pandemic, mm. right? So. I think digital will become a, a new uh, revenue lifeline for for many of the retailers going forward, and hence there's this need to really leverage digital to understand the how, the where, and the why. You know, consumer preferences have changed um, in order to drive growth, right? Mm. And you know, many companies are also using digital as as means to improve the the ways of working. Yeah. Mm. Mm, very interesting. Um, interesting behavioral shifts you've observed there. I want to talk a little bit about the, another behavioral shift at the peak of the pandemic, which was this whole idea of live streaming, marketing, sales type of thing. Yeah, that that was very popular, especially in in the China region. Do you think this is something that's going to continue? Yeah, it's popular in China. In fact, it's also becoming popular in this part of the world, mm-hmm. in Southeast Asia. Um, and I think COVID nineteen has. You know, could be a, a turning point, right, for social commerce, um, and, and we call that retail digitalment, right? So, <laughs> okay, uh, many companies are actually leveraging a live uh, streaming commerce to inject that elements of fun, uh, entertainment, a building of community into this whole shopping experience. So, we've seen um, the marketplace uh, players uh, ramping up their in-app uh, live streaming. So, when you go to uh, the, the likes of Shopee, for example, you see Shopee Live. Mm. You go to Lazada, you see a Last Life, right? So um, you know th- those those are with the marketplace uh, players, but uh, at the same time, even for traditional trade uh, players, uh, so more of the the smaller companies, they have also started to venture into this uh, new channel. So leveraging things like Facebook, right? Uh, Facebook live streaming to sell their products. And in Singapore, for example, you, you have uh, the likes of Dian Huat Seafood, right? So my wife is, is definitely a big fan there. And she does the <laughs> weekly purchase of the fish, the seafood, you know, watching the, the Facebook live streaming. Yeah, those can be really entertaining, I know. And even if you're not in the mood to buy, you might end up walking away with something. Huh? The thing yeah. is, we are still not out of the woods yet when it comes to the pandemic. But at some point, we might be. And then things might change again, right? So what's your advice to retailers at this point, trying to anticipate future changes and how they should conduct business at this point, yet be prepared for changes in consumer behaviour? Should things on the ground in regard to the pandemic or anything else change as well? Yeah, so we, we spoke about uh, digital just now and sustainability. And, and I think they can leverage on some of these enhanced capabilities for a tree uh, to, to really unlock uh, various uh, business drivers, you know, in order to build that sustainable uh, competitive age over time. One is around uh, knowing who their customers are. Two is around how to reach the customers at the right place, the right time. And thirdly, is around how to target and retain this group of uh, customers, right? So what we've seen in markets uh, during this lockdown is that uh, many retailers actually prioritize new ways to, to reach the customers uh, through e-commerce. Uh, we spoke about you know, live streaming. Uh, we've seen uh, social commerce uh, doing selling on Instagram, uh, and during the, the lockdown, actually many retailers have asked their salespeople to use WhatsApp selling, right? 
but I guess going forward, uh, it's, in, it's imperative for retailers to go beyond uh, some of these stopgap uh, measures. Uh, and it's really about understanding how consumers have changed. And, and the fact is, uh, COVID-19 has fundamentally changed all of that, right? The way that we shop, the way, the, the how and, and, and what we shop. And, and this requires retailers to actually build to own, um, to start analyzing the, the whole consumer data that they have to drive uh, insights and to devise uh, a more long-term uh, strategies and around that, right? So when, you know, uh, having understood all of that, um, then it's really around leveraging uh, data analytics, for example, drive uh, segmentation of their customer base, uh, you know, strengthen that whole uh, brand loyalty and, and drive that whole customer lifetime value through personalization, through creation of a better experience for the consumers. So I think, um, you know, definitely this uh, digital digitization is, is top, top of mind for, for many of them. Um, and, and it has moved uh, the, the, the move up the agenda in terms of the, the priority list, right? So I, I guess business leaders need to ask themselves uh, questions like, how are we really slowing down? Because, um, you know, treating this, this slowdown as an opportunity to adapt, to, to innovate, uh, or are we just slowing down, right? And, and as consumers move online, are we increasing our, our investments to build uh, digital relationships uh, with them? Or are we social distancing ourselves from them in this new normal, right? That's a very good way of putting it. We've been speaking with Paul Wee Meng, who is Consumer Industry Leader for Deloitte Southeast Asia. Thanks a lot for your time this morning. You take care and stay safe, yeah? Thank you. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.